Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today is System Sunday, but I've got a couple other things I'm going to do really quickly before we get to the System Sunday part. So this is going to be a little bit longer than the past few System Sundays have been. As I'm sure you've heard by now, Jimmy Buffett is passed. He passed on the 1st of September, and, you, you know, it's a, a big loss. Jimmy Buffett, of course, was a constant for me growing up and, you know, all through. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about Jimmy Buffett other than to kind of mourn his passing. He seemed like a really great guy, really good man, somebody that brought some peace and relaxation, the whole Yacht Rock thing. It, I mean, it's huge, you know, from Margaritaville to just a relaxation kind of thing. He, you know, was born on Christmas, December 25th, 1946. And he, um, yeah, it, you, you can look up Jimmy Buffett, you know his music. Um, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but he, you, you know, was a rock and a, one of those staple things. Heck, you hear me talk about uh, Hunter S. Thompson. When Hunter S. Thompson got divorced, Jimmy Buffett took him in, gave him somewhere to stay. Uh, J- Jimmy Buffett's just one of those guys that you, you kind of almost expected to be a, a constant. So maybe don't pause this podcast, but here tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, but tonight, you know, maybe grab that mixed drink or grab that seltzer water or decaf coffee or whatever it is you like to, to drink at night and put on one of his songs that, that you enjoy and thank Jimmy Buffett for all he's done for us and wish him the best wherever he is now. I recently watched a number of things, but one movie I want to point out, because when we hear about remakes, we think, geez, can't Hollywood come up with original ideas? Can't they make something new? Why do they have to remake my favorite movie? Well, this is a movie that was less than the sum of its parts. (laughs) It should have been so much better than it was. And because of that, I think this actually could stand to be remade. What am I talking about? 1981's Force 5. So Force 5 stars a number of amazing martial artists like Joe Lewis, who, you know, he's a Marine. He was a very pretty famous martial artist. He trained with Bruce Lee. He was actually the first choice for Colt in Way of the Dragon, a role that ended up going to Chuck Norris instead because of either a scheduling conflict or possibly fallout between Lee and Lewis. We have another controversial figure here, Benny or Quiddies. I know I'm saying that wrong. Somebody can call in and tell me how to say Benny the Jet's last name. But Benny the Jet, amazing kickboxer. Again, controversial figure in martial arts, but no doubt an amazing martial artist. We have Richard Norton, Australian, who's in a number of films, Another martial artist, Sonny Barnes, is in there. Pam Huntington is in there. It's a really amazing cast, and it actually has <laughs> what I, you know, Ron Hayden's in here, and I believe he's playing the prototype for Murdoch in the A Team. The A Team came out 
in what was it, 83? Because it premiered after the Super Bowl. The Who was it? The Dolphins were playing somebody. Um, maybe, maybe they're playing the Redskins. But because there's a really long return. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl. But in Force 5, they have a helicopter pilot who pretends to be crazy, who they have to break into prison to get this guy out of prison so he can go on the mission with him. And this is only a couple years before the A-Team. Now, Willard, the character in here, is kind of a combination of Face and Murdoch, but there's no question he's a prototype for the A-Team, for that Murdoch character. Um, there, there are some okay martial arts in here, it, but it, it's just the movie should be so... It's worth watching. It's 100% worth watching. It's on Tubi right now. Check it out. But it should be so much better. And I would be down to see this re remade, but only with re real martial artists. I don't want to see actors in there. I want to see martial artists in there. And, and the fact they have martial artists... Might be why this isn't as good as it should be, but I don't think so. It, you know, the base story of Force 5 is there's an evil cult, and they've got their own island, and influential, influential person's daughter is in the cult, and so they want to get them out, get her out. So they hire this team of martial artists to go in and get her. I mean, I mean that's an adventure right there, right? This movie is well worth watching. You watch it, you're like, yep, that's an RPG on the screen. It, it Fun movie, but... It definitely falls short, uh, but it's free on Tubi, so check it out. But that that's a movie I think definitely could stand to be remade, and we'd be better off for it. Now, what else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about, there's a Kickstarter out. There are a number of Kickstarters, tons of Kickstarters, but there's an interesting one out there called Mystic Days. And what's Mystic Days? Well, Mystic Days is a RPG that's selling itself as a lethal fantasy RPG. And... This edition that's kickstarting right now, there's a link in the show notes, of course, as always. This is the Caldwell edition. And, you know, it's called the Caldwell edition because Clyde Caldwell's doing the art. Art's beautiful. Kickstarter page is full of the art. As of time of recording, there aren't PDF bundles for this Kickstarter, but they've said they're going to create Kickstarter I'm sorry, they said they're going to create PDF bundles for the Kickstarter. So watch the tiers. The tiers are going to change, and there are going to be some PDF bundles out there for those that don't want to pay a ton of shipping. Maybe you're overseas or whatever. Um, I don't know. This is inter it's a really interesting game. It's not a retro clone of any other system. It's their own system. It uses the DCC dice. It has all opposed roles. It makes weapons important because all the weapons, they have like 60 weapons in the game and all have different characteristics. You don't have really have initiative. You go by, you act a number of times equal to your speed. And like I say, they're opposed roles, but the defense counts as an action. So you have to watch your action economy. You can choose like body parts that you attack. From what I can see, I haven't read the rules yet, but just looking at it, it looks like you can... It just looks really interesting. It's very crunchy. Sp the spell system, I really like what they're talking about. It's a very chaotic spell system. There aren't deities that meddle in the world, so there aren't really clerical spells as such. And the way the spell system works, first the mage has to roll to gather the, the magical energies, and then when they're ready to cast a spell, they have to roll to successfully cast it, or it could go awry. Um, very interesting system. There are all kinds of interesting ancestries in here. 
it races in here of there's a dwarf elf hybrid in here there's all kinds of stuff um, very interesting system i'm very curious to see it and i very likely will be back in this actually i already have backed it for the dice but i'm waiting to see how much the pdf tiers are priced at before i make a decision what higher tier i'm going to back this thing at um, very interesting beautiful art they put a ton of thought into the world into the system really unique system your your skills also count into your combat stuff so we'll see if um i can there's there by the way they do have quick starts free quick starts on their page so you can go to the kickstarter page download the free quick start to kind of get a feel for the rules i honestly haven't read them yet so that's why i'm being kind of generic here but i do want to shout it out the other thing i want to shout out and this is the last shout out i have but if you participated in hashtag RPG a day 2023 and you're a blogger and you're feeling withdrawals for not having a daily project. Well, fear not because there is a daily blog project out there for September. And I will have a link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out. Anthropology and archaeology. It is looks like it's being hosted or championed by the Foreign Planets blogspot. But the idea is it's a blog carnival call to arms. And the premise is simple. Create a piece of RPG content by September 30th. Link it to the comments below. And then at the end of the month, he's going to curate a spotlight post linking your site and writing about your content. And he is choosing the theme, or they have chosen the theme, Anthropology and Archaeology, for this. So I'll have a link to this in the show notes. So check it out. It's... Interesting, there are a bunch of prompts there for different ideas for what you do want to do. Um, looks very interesting. So I will, I'm not a blogger myself at the moment. That might change. But at the moment, um, I'm not a target audience for this. But for the bloggers out there listening, you might be. So check that out. Okay, with those things out of the way, let's talk about the game that's recently been republished that I'm going to cover today. Of course, if you've seen the title of the episode, you already know the game I'm talking about is Machine Guns and Magic from 1991. It's just been republished this year by Precy Intermedia. And I really appreciate what Brett does over there because he's brought a lot of old games back. He goes out and gets permissions to publish these things, or he buys the properties, and he republishes these games that have been out of print. It's a great service because it lets us get them. I've got the PDF of it. I have ordered a hard copy, but it hasn't arrived yet. It's about 100 pages long. The first 44 are effectively the player's guide, and the rest of it's the GM's guide, the rules for magic, and then an introductory adventure. It's a really interesting premise. So this game was originally... I, I don't want to say the author copied off of a book, but there is a book from 1977 written by Brian Daly. And you, you probably know Brian Daly's work. I think I'm saying his last name right. D-A-L-E-Y. He's probably better known for having a hand in all the Star Wars radio dramas. He wrote the Han Solo Adventures, those th three books with Han Solo in. You know, Han Solo at Star's End, Han Solo's Revenge, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. He also wrote 21 books in a series under a pseudonym, 
in the late 80s, the pseudonym of Jack McKinney, and those books, of course, were the Robotech novels. So he's done a lot of stuff that people probably recognize. They may not recognize this book, though. In 77, he did a book called The Doomfarers of Coromond, C-O-R-A-M-O-N-D-E. And in that book, it, well, it has basically, I won't ruin that book. I, I actually do recommend the book. It's a pretty fun read. And you can get it on Amazon through Kindle, or you can find hard copies of it out there. But it effectively is the exact same idea as what we have here. You have a pretty generic fantasy world, and there's a fight between good and evil. And the forces of good are kind of getting overwhelmed, and so they reach out and need some help. So they, what do they do? Well, they summon through a portal warriors from another time or place. And so now we'll talk about the game. Like I said, I'm not going to ruin the book, but the book is basically the exact same as the game. And what they what happens to those warriors that get pulled through to this fantasy world are a group of Vietnam soldiers. Now, it's slightly different in the book, but here in the novel, I'm sorry, it's here in the game, <laughs> if I get my head straight, you're just bringing in some soldiers straight out of Vietnam. And the, the way it's written up in the book, you can have different kinds of soldiers um, all the art in the book basically has Green Berets in there, and they have rules in here for you to be like Green Berets. The weapons you're going to have are going to be how the soldiers were armed in Vietnam when they were pulled through, and you create your characters as they were Vietnam soldiers. You, you, so you could, uh, you wouldn't want to do a bait and switch, but you can almost do it as a bait and switch because the character creation really is straight up. You're making a, a soldier for Vietnam, and then you drop them into this fantasy world. And then there are rules for learning the the crafts of a medieval world, how to fight with medieval weapons, even how to learn magic. Although Earthmen, your, your Vietnam guys, are not as good at learning magic as people from that time. But they can do it. it it's a really interesting premise. The You will use all your different dice. The game initially uses percentile dice when you're rolling up your stats. And so when you, it does the thing like Boot Hill and Top Secret, where you, you roll percentile die for your stat, and then depending on what you roll, you might add a number to it to bring up the average. Um, you know, so if you're rolling between 1 and 25, then you add 30, that number, that kind of thing. Um, you have three main stats. You have muscle, agility, and alertness. You have two secondary stats, of magic resistance and luck because your, your Earthmen are resistant to magic in, on this fantasy world. Um, it, and, and we go through... The neatest thing with the creation of your character, I think, is that you have... Well, I, let me talk about, I guess, hit points really quickly. You, you effectively have hit points, and, and they're broken into wounds and thumps. And wounds are real deadly damage, lethal damage. Thumps are effectively non-lethal damage. And so your thumps are going to heal a lot faster than your wounds. But a combination of thumps and wounds that over that are more than your hurt is still going to knock you out of the fight, right? So it handles that very well. There, there are rules in here for first aid, all that kind of thing. Um, but the neat thing with the character creation is they don't have alignment, but you have personality facets. And every character has 10 personality facets. Greed, 
word, duty, honesty, love, lust, humor, revenge, friends, and others. Others being how you re how you interact with other people, and or how much you care about other people. I guess a better way to say that. And there's a scale of one, two, or three. Two being the the median for all these personality traits, and you have to and you have to adjust at least four of them, and, and that really helps you get a grasp on this character that you created. And that is that part of the game is not random. You 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 select how, the personality for your character, but it's kind of like Palladium where the alignment in that really is just your personality. And, and I really like that. Because the assumption here is your characters are going to be on the side of good because they're being brought over by, you know, the good wizards to help them in this battle. But it, it's a really interesting system. That I, I really do like the personality traits in here. There, there are other things. I'm not going to go real in-depth in this because this episode's already a lot longer than it should be. There are detailed rules in here for hand-to-hand -hand combat, for missile combat, it uses five-second rounds. You effectively can do one thing in each combat round. Um, weapons in here basically ignore armor. Um, there are rules for automatic weapons, things like that. Rules for weapons jamming. Uh, all the things you expect. Rules for armor degrading and rules in here for martial arts and things like that. You have skills in this game. So the skills aren't super extensive, but you have... Skills that'll give you advantages when you try to do things with them. Skills are things like demolitions and recon and wilderness survival, deactivate traps, mountain climbing, martial arts. You're good with languages, so you're more likely to learn local dialects. Um, knife fighting, different firearm skills. Um, they, and they have options in here for things like auto mechanic, auto handling, um, gourmet cook. But you may or may not take those skills, and they talk about that in here. It, it seems like a one-trick pony, but because they have rules for the for these soldiers to adapt to the fantasy world and and live there, kind of like when you think of G.I. Samurai with Sonny Chiba in that movie, you, you know, where the Japanese Defense Force goes back to the, to the time of the samurai, feudal Japan, and they end up trapped there, and eventually they run out of ammunition stuff, and they have to kind of assimilate, is the idea. Um, although... Well, I'm not going to ruin that movie for you, but you know, do I do recommend you check that out. But but it's kind of like that where you, you know after all your bullets are gone and things, you're you're kind of have to adapt what the locals are doing, right? And and they have rules in here to do that. And like say they even have rules for learning magic if you, if you wanted to. So it's it's kind of neat. It's it's pretty well put together. The the majority of the rules are in the first forty pages. Then they have magic rules. They're assuming your characters aren't initially going to know magic. Um, but they, they have a variety of spells in here. And, and they're interesting spells. With, you know, some have kind of silly names like Tunnels and Trolls. But they're... Um, <laughs> some have really silly names. Um, but they're, they're neat. And, and I really like what they've done with this. They, they have a, a bestry in here. You know, Monster List in here. And they have the base adventure in here. Uh, interestingly enough, you, you know, we used to do this. Of course, the AD&D First Edition Dungeon Master's Guide had rules for crossing over with Boot Hill and Gamma World, but Gary Gygax was very worried about that future tech infecting his fantasy world, and he really didn't want you to be able to make ammunition or repower armor or anything like that 
in the fantasy world. So I really wanted to effectively any modern tech you take in the fantasy world to be like a magic item of charges. And once those charges are gone, there was no way to recharge it. And in here, they also kind of talk about that, but it's it's from a different angle, right? So they talk about the ability, you know, could characters go back and forth? And they say that um, the GM really needs to control dimension traveling capabilities of the characters. Otherwise, it'd be entirely too easy for them to commit a crime or get out of a tough fight by dimension jumping back and then coming back when the danger's over. So the worry with this author isn't that they're going to bring more ammunition or weapons over. It's that they're going to use it to, you know, just skip out of danger. So, so it's, it's interesting where the mindset is. Um, with Palladium, because Palladium was so interchangeable, we, we used to do that, like with Palladium Fantasy and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other Strangeness or Heroes Unlimited, and they had their book of contemporary weapons. And, and, and we used to do that kind of idea of, of bringing that stuff over. There, there was a book series. Um, Why well, shouldn't talk about that book series considering the contest? Anyhow, I, I'll. So you have to remind me if I don't remember to talk about this book series I was about to talk about at the end of the month. But honestly, this book, you know, you can get on PDF for pretty cheap. The even the print book's not very expensive. Machine Guns and Magic. The art. I didn't mention the art. So throughout the art of this book, we have you know, black and white, it's totally serviceable art. And it's these green berets in the fantasy world adapting, right? It's just hilarious. The book's almost worth it for the art alone. And I think this is a playable game. I do. I, I think you would have to have the right group to want to play this. And the idea would be that once your soldiers are there, they're stuck there. And, and so really you wouldn't want to go through a bunch of characters because, you know, you generate your characters as a Vietnam soldier. And if you, and, and you could have a high mortality rate in this game. So that's kind of a, a little bit of a con against it. So it kind of is a one-trick pony. But if your character survived, you, you know, you could easily run it up and do a, a longer campaign with it. And, and, I, and I think, the, you know, when they wrote this, they really did. I didn't mention the author's name, and that's my fault. And, and I apologize for that not mentioning earlier. William L. McCord Jr. is the author of this book, and I really like it. His brother, Tim McCord, Vietnam vet, helped him with the military stuff. And yeah, it's it's a really neat book, and I do recommend Machine Guns and Magic, classic reprint. You know, if, if nothing else, to read it and maybe you can get some ideas from it. But I think this would be a fun little short campaign. I, I don't know if you get years out of it, but you could definitely get, get a a six-month campaign out of this, without doubt, provided your characters survive. So, that's the System Sunday for today. It is a two-thumbs-up from Jason. And let's talk about that contest. So, my September 2023 contest is going to be your duck-out-of-water story, right? Your time travel, favorite time travel media, your favorite dimensional travel media, but with dimensional travel, we're looking at, but you know, whether it's con a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, whether it's back to the future, you pick, I, I'm not going to throw a bunch of examples out here because I don't want to either give or take away people's ideas, but anything that kind of fits in that same genre, like machine guns and magic, you know, and, or like the story I mentioned, 
So you can pick, it could be a novel, it could be a short story, it could be a movie, it could be a role-playing game. There's so many out there. And again, I, I, I can think of a ton of them, but if I don't want to list them off because I don't want to skew the results of, of this contest. So pick your favorite story of time travel or travel to a similar but slightly different dimension or, you know, however you interpret this question, it's fine. Like I say, it could be any kind of media. It could be a song about it. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Just just call in or send me an email with that. All the ways to contact me are in the show notes. And you can also contact me for other reasons if you have comments on anything else I've said today or any other day. But to enter the contest, reach out to me in any ways in the show notes and let me know what your favorite media is, whether it be a game or a story of some sort, movie, whatever. And I will enter you in the contest. At the end of the contest, I will pick a random entry's name out of a hat. Actually, I'll use a random die generator to do it. And I will have prizes. So listen as the month goes forward to hear what those prizes will be. But sufficient to say, we'll also be given some money to charity in addition to the prizes. Now, I need these entries in by September 27th. So that gives a bit over three weeks, like three and a half weeks to get the entries in. So get me all the entries by 27 September 2023, and you'll be entered in the contest. Good luck, and I look forward to your entries. That's all I have for you today. I'm sorry this System Sunday went long. I had a couple odds and ends I wanted to cover, and I'm really excited about this game. I think it's pretty neat, and I look forward to hopefully running it at some point. Um, like I say, if nothing else, it's well worth buying for the art alone. Okay, that's enough out of me. I'll talk to you later this week. Until then, be excellent to each other.